You're listening to Fresh Out of Experts. A show that mines the rich archive of Reddit to supply you with advice on dating, relationships, and love. My co-host Eleanor and I are not experts. We're merely people who survived dating in our 20s and 30s. Now that we're married, we want to share what we've learned. In each episode, my co-host Andy and I tackle the most common, comical, and when we're lucky, outlandish questions from r slash dating and more. So find a comfortable chair, pull on a warm sweater, and sip your favorite beverage while you listen to us dig into the stickiest dating questions the internet has to offer. Hey Andy, is that on recording? Yeah. Uh... I mean, it's it like, looks like it. I'm not really sure. Well, the red light the red is light. on. Yeah. I think we're good. That's red, Fred. <laughs> we often travel during the summer. And why do you not like traveling during the summer? Because S- Seattle has the best weather in the summer. You're never going to go somewhere better. And so we always are saying, people should come visit us in the summer. People should come visit us in the summer. And now we're having both our parents, sets of our parents come to visit us. Yeah. Back to back. Back to back. Not exactly, but pretty damn close. Pretty close. Within a month. The first time your parents have ever come and only the second time, this is the second time my mom's come. Well, let's talk about when we say parents, your mom and your mom's boyfriend are coming. My mom and are we not supposed to use government names? I mean, uh, Eleanor's gave me do you want a me look. To, do you want me to? I, I might beep it out. I don't. Okay. I I don't know that we're allowed to or not allowed to. So I just choose not to. I mean, yeah. you're out there just like the dropping where you work in podcasts, like yeah. given all the deets, and I'm like, mm, like I want people to have to work for it if they're gonna <laughs> learn about me. They're gonna have to go on the internet and do some deep diving. What's that old saying? If you dox yourself, no one can dox you. Okay, I think is. <laughs> I don't think that's an old I think saying. That was my mom. And my stepdad are coming because we have divorced parents. So we actually have four, There's like we have like a thousand parents floating in the ether and only I have a like ex step parents. I've got current step parents. You've got yeah. step parents. You've got non step parents. You've got parent parents. Yep. I had a question that I was wondering how you would answer if someone said, Hey, I'm thinking about introducing my new flame to my parents. What do you think is the right time? When do you think it's appropriate to make that introduction? And like, is there any litmus test you should be doing on this person that you're dating before you put them into the parent ether? Obviously, this is super subjective. Everybody's different. Everybody's relationship with their parents is different, but it's probably a good idea to say like, when did I introduce my last partner? Was it too soon or was it not soon enough or was it right on time? I I don't want to like over caveat this, but like I also have a I like don't have parents that live near me. So it's like if they're in town and we've been dating for a month and I really like you, maybe I will. Yeah. There's some situational stuff as well. Totally. I You met my mom and stepdad for the first time in the UK, right? Yeah. At my stepbrother's wedding. Yes. That's like kind of a hard situation to put you in because it's like you're on weird like foreign land. And literally it's like a... <laughs> He said that like with a complete straight face. It was like, yeah, literally. And it was a, a big event. Yeah, it was yeah. a special event. Yeah. Did you feel, was that like the no. wrong vibe? I actually think it's kind of the pressure is off a little bit because the event's not about you at all. Right. It's not like specifically Like your mom was probably pretty excited, but like your stepdad's probably like, was my it's mom my pr- son's. Was my mom pretty excited? Yeah, I think so. Probably. To meet me. She, yeah. She talked to you incessantly <laughs> at dinner, yeah. like rampaged you with, yeah. with dialogue. Word vomit. Yeah. 
She was probably more thrilled about meeting you than being you, at the wedding. Do you, do you, are you familiar with the term diarrhea of the mouth? You've said it. Again, these are all things that you have said that then I try to use in the world. And they're like, where did you come up with that? And I'm like, oh, I thought I thought that was a no. Oh, we're not using that word. Di- yeah. uh, that, that's what I'm wondering. Because no, like, my mom of- used to say that to us. <laughs> God, it's like you guys have diarrhea of the mouth. No one says diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> no one says that. Why would you? Why would you even want that in your brain? It's a great phrase. This is for the pod listeners. The other day I was on a call with two of my best friends who I have a regular standing call with every couple of weeks. And <laughs> we were kind of talking and I said something like, oh, I I, I said that because you ri- you used to rip heaters. And my friend was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you, you used to rip heaters. And she was like, literally, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, like, you used to smoke cigarettes. And she was like, rip heaters and i was like oh wait is that wait is that not a thing that people say she's like i've never heard that and then our other friend was like no one's ever said that and then i like cornered you and i was like did you just like make that up and you were like well no but like I that just, is a term my friends and i use yeah and i loosely. like took it as though and if you like, say it in mixed company nobody knows what you're talking about yeah no sure one. it was cranking like, darts ripping <laughs> heaters like nobody knows knows what that means it was I, if I'm going to introduce a saying, fine. But if I'm going to like use one of your sayings as though it's like common knowledge, I feel never do that. Totally duped. Especially like <laughs> drug ones. Cause like my friends and I were like obsessed with just making up weird like drug slang all the time. Yeah. Well, that's because you guys were addicts. Yeah. Cause we love drugs. And <laughs> thought we were free. We love drugs. Let's get on to the question. Okay. Can I just be totally honest? Sure. This might be a personal one for you. And I'm going to ask you personal questions and we're just going to see how personal you're going to get. Cool. User throw RA underscore tribe writes, my ex and I were married for four years and got divorced two years ago. She had two children from a previous relationship, a girl and a boy aged 10 and nine when we got married. I love them like my own and got close to them during my marriage. I was the first stable father figure they had. My parents never liked my ex. They didn't like that she was older and had kids. They told me that I was young and should want to start my own family. I ignored them and married her. We got divorced because we fell out of love. Our divorce was amicable and I still talk to my ex sometimes. But I've maintained a good relationship with her children. I love them. They're 16 and 15 now and stay with me some weekends. I go to their school for their sporting events. They like me very much, and my ex never objected to any of it. My parents have been grumbling about how I'm not their father ever since I got divorced, and they keep telling me that they're not my responsibility. I've started seeing someone recently, and my parents told me that I should stop seeing the kids. Even a couple of my friends told me that I shouldn't be the father of my ex's children. I didn't know that having a relationship with your ex's children is looked down upon. How should I deal with this? Okay, Andy. So you have a somewhat personal experience with this, don't you? Somewhat. I'm not sure. I can't believe that you're not like very clearly aligned with this whole scenario. I mean, I am a stepfather. I had a stepfather. Okay. I'm going to just paint it out. You have two stepsisters who are no longer oh, your stepsisters. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And they are very much a part of our lives. Yes. Even though yes, yes. your mom is no longer their stepmom. And my mom treats them still. Absolutely. Yeah. Like part Not of necessarily the like they're her full-blooded daughters, but she treats them very well and still keeps in contact with them. They went on vacation with us recently. Like, yeah. And yeah. it's been a while. It's been like- How long has it been? My mom's probably been divorced almost 10 years, I bet. And she's in a new relationship. She's been in that relationship for a long time. Yeah. How long? Uh, yeah. I think my mom's been divorced about 10 years. Yeah. She's like, they're on text chains. Like when I met you, I remember you mentioning that your stepsister had come out to visit you with her husband, like when you had moved out here. Yeah. And and they had been, they were divorced at the time for sure. But when you introduced, introduced that topic, you weren't like, my stepsister, who's not really my stepsister, but isn't, you know what I mean? You kind of like, like, it just yeah, was I like, never these even are my thought of them yeah. as not being my stepsisters exactly. anymore, for sure. Like, what do you think led to that scenario in your family? I think for one, we've known them since they were children and now they're adults. So that's a little different, maybe. Okay. I don't see any, I mean, just to cut through, I don't think anything wrong with this guy. He likes the kids. They like him. What the hell's the problem? What, like, kids need people around that have, are good good examples for them and and love them and support them and show them compassion and empathy. Why would like, if, and he, if he wants to do that, like, that's great. There's like, there's like programs where people set strangers up with children just so they have someone in their life. Like that's insane thing for people to be like, you're not their father. You don't need to be. It's like, yeah, I don't. And I'm still want to be. So what do you think? Where do you think this animosity with his parents is coming from then? Because they probably want him to move on and start his own family. That's my guess. I actually think like I, th- I could see many cultures doing something like this and taking that stance. Grandparents get weird. <laughs> or boomers get weird. But yeah. Old people get weird <laughs> and they want like they want their kid to marry the same race. Socioeconomic. Socioeconomic race, race and religion. Uh, race and religion are probably the biggest ones. Economic status. Econ- yeah. Uh, level of education. Um, they want that shit. And like. There's a whole background to this story that we don't know. And maybe they just like didn't like the ex and thought that she was like low class or whatever. But they want him now that, that she's out of the, the, picture. the picture. They probably want. Especially because they were. Him they, to go find her, their match and make some grandkids. They've said, you know, he says my parents didn't like my ex. Like, so it's like a more affront to them that yeah. he's still in her kids lives, even though they finally are rid of them, essentially. Yeah. I will say this. I. I'm an only child raised by a single parent. Like if I didn't have other adults in my life to support me, like I would have been a mess yeah, and lonely and sure. like it would have been and it, it you know, I I didn't have maybe this type of relationship with my step parent, but they were a good parent when I was young and then my stepdad who is in my life now is a great step parent as an as an adult or like as a teen and adult and like these are relationships that like are incredibly influential. I, 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 the idea of ripping them apart because of some sort of bullshit like legal status. I'm no longer yeah, legally I'm married. Like, it just seems like such a you're so blind to what is going on. And tell them the like set the bat like, hey, these kids' lives are enriched by my presence in them, and my life is enriched by their presence in mine. Yeah. What do you? Ha- how could you have a problem with that? It's not like he can't have other kids and start a new relationship because of these kids. I'm sorry. If you meet a new woman and she's like, you can't hang out with your ex's kids. That's a good indicator that that's a person that might not be the right fit for you. Right. And this goes back to like jealousy and stuff, which is if you're in a relationship where you can say, hey, these are the boundaries. These are the expectations. This is how this relationship is going. It's really beneficial to me. I want these people in my life. 
And, you know, they gain a lot from me being consistently there for them. And the other person's like, I don't want you talking to your ex ever again. So it's like, you're going to have bigger problems yeah. than this one. That's, if that's I mean, that's a person that, that is going to, yeah, that's a symptom, not like their one flaw. Sorry. Yeah. It is. And that's a common thing, actually, is like people wanting, you know, especially with like divorced parents, the new person coming into their life and wanting to cut off ties with not only the ex, but the kids, too. That's a common thing. And I knew people growing up who had that situation. It fucks people's lives up when that happens. I have my own experience with that, both as a child and as a divorcee. You know what I mean? As a child, I was never put in a position where... I was ostracized from my father when he got remarried, but I definitely had animosity with my stepmother. And that creates distance between you and your parent. For all intents and purposes, this man has clearly been a parental figure to these children. Psychologically and emotionally, he's probably serving a lot of the same functions. Dividing them from him is going to do the same damage, if not more, because they haven't had any other stable father figure. So now they've lost their real father or had him be absent. And now the one that they did create is now like, sorry, got a new family. Bye. Like it just, it feels so obtuse to not see that the children in this situation, incredibly important factors in how you deal with it. Yeah. To give your family credit. Like, I feel like your mom really was an adult about it and recognized the impact that she would have on those kids if she just like bailed on them. Knew that my stepsisters still as adults needed someone to be there for them and wanted to continue doing that. Yeah. Let's hear from the Redditors. User Brian or Mike? Brian or Mike. Don't Is know. Is that their screen name? Oh, yeah. Brian or Mike. One word. Are they a couple and one of, they use their Reddit interchangeably? That's a good idea. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Gonna be blunt and brutally honest. It's probably best if you back off from these kids, even if they do see you as a father figure. Now, while there isn't anything exactly wrong with it, after all, if the kids are happy with a pseudo father figure, ex-stepdad, and your ex doesn't mind... And it really doesn't matter. If this is all it was, you could ignore everyone. However, at some point, I'm guessing your new partner and potentially new family might have some issue with it. In that time, it might make it even harder to drop the kids because, well, you've been playing the dad role and then you magically stop. It's one of those sad situations where it's usually best to cut ties off early and let them know that you care for them, but you got to cut back on seeing them. Huge disagree. <laughs> what the fuck is this person talking about? They act like they're being like so wise. Like you just, it's better to pull the bandaid now. Like we're talking about people's lives here. Like what are the, I just like, they're acting like there's like this, like he's going to get like an irreparable damage. Like he's going to get like a sore from hanging out with them that they, he won't be able to heal <laughs> if he hangs out with them too long. Well, can I, can I just be a little bit stern with OP right now? Yeah. Which is that like OP says, you know, I didn't really realize that this was a problem or anyone would look down on this. It's like, I don't think it's unusual for people to say, like, why are you still involved in these yeah. kids' lives? Like, the idea that OP, like, didn't think that maybe his parents would not want him involved in those li- their lives or maybe he might get a new partner who's like, this is a little uncomfortable for me. You're starting a family with me and you're still, like, parenting your ex's kids. Like, to be totally honest, I think it's a completely reasonable conversation to have. I actually am like, I think he makes a point. I think the Redditor makes a point, which is like, 
maybe it should have been stated this way. Have you explored the implications if yes. you get into a relationship and that person feels uncomfortable with this? I, I actually think that or or like, hey, you should probably consider the fact that if you're going to be there for them now, you're going to need to be there for them when they when it gets uncomfortable for you. Yeah. When you have new kids, when you have a new wife who's not so keen on them, like committing to staying in, in their lives now is com- you should think of what that means. Yeah. Right. That's a fair ask of someone. Right. And maybe that's what people are asking. Maybe that's what his parents are asking. Or maybe what, that's like what other people are asking and he's misinterpreting. Certainly possible. But I do think that it is fair to be like, yo, this is a serious thing. If you're going to do it, do it. Don't and just like, bail in like a month when you meet some Trixie at Fridays. That is, that's a stereotype that we do not need to. What? You don't think? Like, that, that there are Trixies at, at Fridays. Okay. Like, okay. There's some really great Uncle Dale would servers. beg to differ. <laughs> We're going to beep Uncle Dale's name. <laughs> because that's just like, it's too. He would love to hear. Uh, yeah. I know. I know he would. And I also, we cannot implicate him in, in the world of Fridays that he's, he's been living in. If he's ever, if the word podcast has ever even entered his ear before, <laughs> I would be shocked. But like, I also don't love this like Redditor's answer. It touched such a, it, it was a Brian, kind of a Brian comment to be like. <laughs> not a Mike comment? Yeah, not a Mike comment. It was more of a Brian comment to be like, <laughs> do what you want, but you should probably abandon them pretty soon <laughs> here. It's going to hurt more later. Like, fuck off, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you get Mike on the yeah, Mike on the mic and like, yeah, let yeah. him have a, a, a say. Yeah. No, uh, I agree. I, I think it, it's it's cavalier in a way that is really callous. Like these are children's lives and they're 15 and 16. Like they're not like two. He's investing in them also, for another yes, three, four years. Fucking remember. So yeah, just so I mean, you know, children like get scarred from do. the second they come out of that womb. So they you don't do. get to just but like, I'm, but I'm not saying like out. he has like 18 more years to like be their parent. And, like yeah. that's a long time. He's signing up for a couple more years and then we'll probably still be in their life after that. Yeah. But like these are their formidable years and he's there for him. And I, I think that this guy's doing a, a really good deed by doing that. And it's making him happy too, which is great. User Jen5872 says... Tell anyone who doesn't like it to kick rocks. Yes. It's literally none of their business. Say, mom, dad, you've made your opinion known and I disagree with you. I'm going to continue to see the kids and if you don't like it, too bad. I'm not going to engage in this conversation again. Then every time they bring it up, hang up or leave their presence. <laughs> oh, okay. Jen is a hardliner. It's what we call a hardliner. <laughs> Establishing a firm boundary about it will probably get people to shut up about it. And like also time. like. Staying in, hunk, staying in there and being like there for the kids for the next year or two. Like people would be like, he's serious about this. Like we probably should stop bothering him. Is hanging up on a person when they're trying to have a conversation with you, is that a good boundary setting technique? I, I don't think so. No. Probably talking through it. Engage, like engaging them with like blind anger as soon as they bring it up. It's probably not the best way to go. <laughs> Leave like the situation. Like, leave text. the situation. Yeah. Like roll out of a car. Like <laughs> just, <laughs> just like back into yeah, the shrub. Just like. like Wait, wait till, wait, wait till a red light (laughs) and then open the car door and run. I don't care where you are or how easy it's going to be for you to get home. (laughs) Jen is a fucking commando. She's a warlord. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think that you nailed it. One, I do think you need to consider the implications of staying in these kids' lives and you need to be ready to take it on when it's inconvenient and you're getting pushback from people whose the consequences are dire. If you get into a relationship with somebody 
and they say, I don't want you to have this relationship with these kids or I'm not going to continue this. Like you, you're going to have like some boundaries that they're setting and that you have to determine whether or not it's okay. Yeah. Once you have firmly decided either way, I'm not going to say OP hat, like it's going to stay in this relationship forever. If he has that conversation with himself, he's, if he's really true to understanding what the implications are. But if he decides to stay in these kids' lives, then it is like, you got to set your boundaries and say like, I understand the concerns. End of the day, this is my life and the relationships that I've decided to include in it. You know, well, I'm one of those people that's like the worst to ask this question to. Setting boundaries with my parents is a cakewalk. Uh, Jen's like... Kick rocks. <laughs> Kick rocks. <laughs> Pound sand. Again, I don't know that that saying. So for me, it's exciting oh, to use yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't know that you could uh, kick rocks. Why so are I, your parents so easy to set boundaries? Uh, I'm an only child, number one. So there is a little bit of like, I have power in the relationship that yeah. I think other children often There's no have. backup children There's just no in back- case yeah. you rip no- through one of them. Exactly. <laughs> I, if I can be totally honest and like, sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening, like, I think they've made some mistakes. And I think there's a little bit of a sense of Eleanor, if she doesn't want us in her lives, she, you know, there's some warranted decision making around that. Okay. And lastly, I've practiced it for a long time. You know, like I'm a really headstrong person. I started practicing like being like, you don't tell me what to do. Like at age 11. I was going to say that seems like a yeah. natural fit for you. Great fit for me, yeah. my personality. So for me, when I didn't like what they had to say or the perspective they had, they were sharing, like I've obviously become better at saying, yeah, not for me, but I've said not for me. And I've been lucky in that way too. So it's like part of the the boundary setting has been that I haven't been screwed over by setting those boundaries. I've never felt like I've completely blown up my spot. Yeah, and I think that's advice for OP is just like, maybe you haven't established and set set the boundary and tell them why it's important to you. Yeah. That might not have happened yet. It sounds like probably not. And maybe your parents are just like kind of jerks and like, I don't know. Sometimes you have jerky parents and you just like sort of have to put up with their I bullshit. don't even mean to be like a dick about I mean, it, like, but like part of the reason like part of the reason I say that is not that I give a fuck whether or not your parents are jerks or not. It's just that like like I don't know a lot of parents that get it a hundred fucking fifty percent. If you can't boil it down to like I respect my decisions. I want to be respected by the people in my life for making them. I don't think that they're like incongruous with my values. And like your parents are the thing that's like troubling you. Like you got to figure out how to say, I love you, but I'm an adult now. And this is no longer yours to like monitor. Yeah. Is there anything? Do we have any promos? Oh, yeah, we do have some promos. Is there anything you'd like to promote, Andy? Oh, boy. Uh, You know, I have a lot of different shows that I love, but... um, I would say when you say shows, are you talking what format are you talking about? I'm talking about mostly podcasts. I listen to a lot of different podcasts, mm-hmm. but I think I will recommend a book. I'm reading. How dare you? Uh, I'm reading the book Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. It's super intense. It's super dark, but man, is that guy a fantastic writer? The best. Unbelievable. I, th- I was reading up on it a little bit and. He, he uses something like 10,000 different words in the novel that, and then that's like just like a huge breadth of word usage and vocab. He's an, an incredible uh, mind, especially for like language. Just read Cormac McCarthy because okay. he's really great. We, I endorse that. I'm going to give a shout out to the fan that's in the background that I forgot to turn off. I was like five minutes in, I was like, damn, we're running a fan during this and I didn't stop you. It was like 30 minutes in that I was like, 
Oh, dear God. It's pretty fucking hot up here in the pod loft right now. I don't know if we... I also was like, I don't know if we can do this without the fan. Like, it's really fucking hot. I don't hot. care. We have to. Yeah, we do. Bummer. We can't have a fan in the background of this pod. Should we start I mean, over? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just wanted to give a shout out to the Dyson Hot and Cool that's right next to it's, this mic. It's a very low noise fan. Yeah. And hopefully it's so low noise that, that you can edit hear right it, it out. in the microphone. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to promo. We actually were a guest in a podcast uh, that just released yeah. our episode, Choose Love. Yep. I don't know if people remember, but we had a guest. Steve. Steve Hayton on the episode titled, Can I Honeymoon Without My Husband? And Steve is one of the co-hosts of the show. We actually were interviewed by another host of the show. But in any event, we'll link to the episode in our show notes. We'd love it if you listen to it. Lovely and people. Great pod. It's actually, uh, it's a different side to us. It's like we're not performing. We're being interviewed and like just talking about our lives. And it's interesting. Hashtag Eleanor makes a lot of fun of me. Why do you? Why do you make fun of me? Well, you're very easy to make fun of, so... Yeah, but what what specifically did I do? I, l- I listened to the episode. Like in the episode? Yeah. Think at the beginning. You like go on like a full... I do like a monologue a about monologue myself. A monologue about yourself. Eleanor's like, hey, I'm God. Eleanor. I live in Seattle, Washington. And then I'm like, my name's Andy. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Then I moved to Denver, Colorado. And after that, I moved to Seattle. I worked he goes in on, no, he, human resources. No, and- he goes on for like... <laughs> I th- I was like in producer mode. I was like, they don't, they want to, they want to get to the meat. And Andy was like, I'm doing um, a team building exercise at my corporate job, and I'm going to go into who I am and what I like I and what I don't like. Recently, and, yeah, and no, and I was like, oh god, it was awesome. We should do this again. We should do this again sometime. Fresh Out of Experts is a production of Narrowest, a podcast network dedicated to sound inquiry. You can find more about the show at narrowest.news and at narrowest on social. That's N-A-R-R-O-W-I-S-T. Our theme music is Only Knows, courtesy of Broke for Free. Additional music is Bossa Boa by High Horse. If you enjoy Fresh Out of Experts, please subscribe, rate, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a difference. See you next time.